Five very best Christmas movies of all time. I sure did. I did not agree with it though. So, like any of it? I mean, some of it, I guess. I mean, I thought it had all of the hallmarks of Christmas movies, like the best of the best, so to say. I liked that I had Christmas with the cranks on there. None of the order is what I would have done and also they didn't have the original Grinch. Yeah, that was the one thing that bothered me. Also, they didn't have any of the other classics like Rudolph. They didn't even have Rudolph on the list. Come on. The thing, I think the list was going for like movie movie, like full length movies instead of Christmas specials. So, I guess they work but it bothered me that they put the new Grinch right from 2018 higher than the Jim Carrey one right wrong which we you and I we have a lot of issues with the recent Grinch that we won't get into on here but I did find some uh some movies that I think we should try at some point I know I want to try mixed nuts that was one of them. Um, a Boy Called Christmas. That looked interesting. I watched a trailer for that earlier. Okay. And uh, that Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Mm. I would try Four Christmases. It seems... I've seen that one. Not that great, but... Um, also, Office Christmas Party. I've been curious to watch that one for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I... <sighs> I also don't really count Nightmare Before Christmas as a Christmas movie. No, it's not it's really Christmas. Controversial. Also, like Jack Frost was pretty high in Jingle All the Way too, and I was like, mm, no, wrong. I think we need we should rewatch Chris- Jingle All the Way this year. I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be number thirty on a list of sixty-four. I can promise you that. Yeah, so I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about this. This is just a little introduction. I did, I did think about setting aside some time, but I feel like did you like uh, that Klaus was on the list? I did like that Klaus was on the list. If you're looking for a really good, solid, uh, new, recent-ish Christmas movie, Klaus. It's on Netflix and it's wonderful. And if you're curious about the list that we're looking at. This is goodhousekeeping.com, the 65 very best Christmas movies of all time. Head over there, check it out. In fact, I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes, and then that way you can tell us if you agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I think they have all the, all the essentials, but there are a lot of questionable ones on there that I don't um, know about. Should we watch a Bad Mom's Christmas? I feel like we should. I review it also for this podcast. Feel like we should. Oh, okay. Uh oh crap. I didn't uh pull up the outline for the episode. You'd think that I'd have this introduction memorized by now, but I do not. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films and hopefully give them the credit that they deserve. I'm Nigel from the very neglected ajourneyintofilm.com, and with me is my magical wife, Caitlin. Hello. And we are wrapping up our holiday season with, I was going to say we saved the best for last. Oh my goodness, no. That is debatable, like best worst, or I don't even know, Uh, 2019's a Christmas movie, Christmas. Directed by 
Brian Hertzlinger, written by Brant and Kimberly Daugherty. Daugherty. Wow, I'm so good at last names <laughs> on this podcast. Also starring Brant and Kimberly Daugherty, starring with them Lana McKissick, Ryan Merriman, and Randy Wayne. I feel like we need some eggnog make this very festive since it's our last Christmas movie we're discussing. Yeah, I didn't think about that until just the second. But some eggnog with some spiking would be the easiest way to talk about this movie. Yes. Let's talk about the first thing. Okay. The the name of this movie. It's terrible. (laughs) A Christmas movie Christmas. It does not roll off the tongue. No. They should have named this something different. Now, what would you call it? What would I call this? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um Trapped in a Christmas movie or something? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like all of these movies have a, like a fill in the blank thing and the middle word is always like the gimmick of the Christmas movie. Mhm. So, like, uh, a golden retriever Christmas. <laughs> a librarian's wish Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. Caitlin, what's a the... A Christmas wish. A Christmas wish. Actually, that'd be a good one for this one, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that's taken by, like, five other Christmas w- movies. Right. Caitlin, let's... Uh, um, why don't you give everybody a rundown of what this movie is about. Eve is looking for her perfect Christmas. She finds it when she makes a wish to Santa. However, wishes go awry and she gets trapped in the perfect Christmas town. But things don't go her way. She loses her man. But don't worry. She gets him back and saves the town's Christmas party. You gave this more detail than I expected you to. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say she gets sucked into a Christmas movie because that's <laughs> what happens. Which is also true. <laughs> yeah. So Eve, played by Lana McKissick, and her sister Lacey, played by Kimberly Darty, they get sucked into a Christmas movie because Eve really likes Christmas movies. It hits all of her emotional buttons. Caitlin, where do we even begin to talk about this movie? Because I don't know. There's so much in this movie, but I feel like we're going to end up talking about nothing. I know, because it's kind of hard to talk about this movie, because it was just so plot by plot, paint by numbers. This is what a Christmas movie should be. But I also felt like it was trying to, and there we go, Caitlin found the movie called A Christmas Wish. I felt like it was also trying really hard to be kind of meta about Christmas movies Mm -hmm. because it acknowledged all of the nonsense that occurs in Christmas movies, but without actually saying anything. It just was a Christmas movie. It tried to make fun of it, but also was like, but we're doing it better. But also it wasn't better. No, I know, but that's just what I felt like they were doing. They were like, we're doing it the best way. So yeah, the people working on this movie thought that it was clever and it was not Mm -mm. like, this is the kind of movie that could have done something really interesting and then proceeded to, just continue to do the thing that it was always trying to make fun of. Yes. I'd be curious to know why this movie was made. Because Christmas movies of this such are lucrative. They (laughs) they made this movie for like no budget. Uh, Yeah, they clearly (laughs) did not care about prop design. Yeah. Um, I think that's where we should start. The prop design. I actually, as I was saying that, I thought about all the snow in this movie. And honestly, the way they did the snow in this movie makes It's a Wonderful Life look excellent. Um, Okay, first of all, it was groundbreaking. 
So it was excellent. It's a wonderful life. Um, is it perfect? No, but it was groundbreaking for the time. Okay. Right. I'm not. I'm not. Don't diss that movie. Well, okay. So like you watch It's a Wonderful Life now mm-hmm. and you can totally tell that a lot of the snow is just like foam that they're spraying all over the actors and everything and it bunches up and it looks like a bath exploded. And there's nothing wrong with that. For the time, it was great. But compared to what they're able to do now, it isn't so great. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that techniques and special effects uh, improve over time. Mm-hmm. However, for this movie, they did not improve on any techniques for snow. And in fact, I feel like they took several thousand steps backwards. <laughs> there were some scenes in which there was actual snow. The, very few scenes. Very, very few scenes. However, the remainder of the snow was buffalo snow. Yeah, like they just went to the craft store, got a whole bunch of that fabric-y felt snow, laid it out on the ground, and called it a day. Like, not even nicely laid it. They just literally plopped it on the it looks, ground. It's clumped up all over the place in ways that are very unnatural for snow to be clumped up. Yes. Especially on areas where there wouldn't be a lot of people walking. Mm-hmm. But you might be thinking, okay, that sounds cheesy. No, no, no. They took it a step further. You can only really tell that it's the buffalo snow whenever it's scenes where people are interacting with it, like children, and Mm -hmm. it looks terrible. Right. In an attempt to smooth over the edges of the snow, they literally blurred out the snow so you can't really tell that it's buffalo snow. But then when people walk by the snow, like their legs disappear. (laughs) It was why? They should have just left it like it already looked bad. But now you just made it worse. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it just. uh, If there was anything to splurge on in this movie, it would be a snow machine. Yeah. I don't know if they filmed this movie in the middle of the summer. It kind of looked like they did. It looked like it did, yeah. I don't know if they couldn't afford a snow machine. I I don't know. The fact that there was snow in some scenes kind of raises questions. But that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with in this one. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of these movies understand the strengths and weaknesses of the budget that they're working in. Mm -hmm. And this movie said, screw it. We can do this. And And they they could not not do it. No. The opening shot of the movie kind of looks like someone shot it with a drone and it's going to be used in a National Geographic or like Planet Earth documentary. They might have just stolen it from one of those documentaries. It's very possible. (laughs) It's very sharp. It's not very cinematic. Mm Mm-mm. The like most of these Mar Vista movies, the typeface looks like they just kind of pulled it from Adobe. I really feel like they just don't care with these movies, which is it's actually really sad because Christmas is so wonderful and it really is my favorite holiday. I think that there's so many beautiful things about Christmas time. And why why is it that we decided Christmas movies kind of get the worst directors and and actors to throw together some Christmas movie. I mean, it's it, they could do so much better. Why why are we not giving Christmas the credit it deserves? I had a thought about that, but before we get to that thought, it's like the that line in uh that faith-based movie. They don't they're not bad they don't have to be bad they just don't have to be good exactly exactly um yeah it's uh i think the the honest answer is that they're cheap and they're easy to push out and so because they they you can shoot a christmas movie for like 12 (laughs) dollars 
they can the returns on it are astronomical, especially with streaming. How many of these movies did we see on Hulu? Mm-hmm. And how many movies does Netflix pump out of these every year? Mm-hmm. Cheap rom com Christmases but, come are on. we can we can do better. No, we can't. Yes, we can. I would be curious to go, to watch some movies like you and I have been talking about, uh, not when we're recording, uh, like um, While You Were Sleeping or Love Actually or any of those other movies mm-hmm. to see like what were these movies like in an era when things didn't go directly to streaming and they actually had to put time and they're definitely better. I mean, I don't enjoy them, but they're definitely better in that they have a lot more plot. It's not so cookie cutter. Yeah. So, but like, uh, the, but you also, there is like a certain formula to these movies that they still have to stick to. So I would just be curious to see uh, how that evolved. We should make it a priority to watch some more of those for next year. We can get into that deeper. Something else I was just, I was thinking about today. When's the last time you saw an actual Christmas movie that wasn't a remake of something else? Go to the movie theaters. Right. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I can't think of a single Christmas movie that came out this year or last year. Well, that was like 2014 or 15. It's been, yeah. But we've had movies since then, like the remake of the Grinch. But not a remake. Arthur Claus. Arthur Claus? Fred Claus? Fred Claus. Is there an Arthur Claus? I don't know. I, I don't I know. Don't I feel know. like it's just, it's so easy to just shoot them over to streaming at this point. And you right. know, Netflix is going to pay a bunch of money for whatever it is. And right. they're like, oh, look, we got $200,000 that we shot a movie for 50000 for. That's all profit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Just disgusting. Yeah. So what do you think their snow budget was for this movie? Like, do you think they reused the same bags or do you think they yeah, like, had I to lay it out all the time? Yeah, I actually do because it would change. Sometimes there'd be gaps and sometimes yeah. there wouldn't. Oh, my gosh. So I feel like they did reuse it. I think they probably spent no more than 500 Yeah, Yeah, that's probably accurate. Because I'm pretty sure that stuff is stupid cheap. Right. Yeah. So if you're, if you think that the snow is the most egregious part of this movie, you are in for a treat. (laughs) And I don't think that there's any better way to talk about this movie other than going through the plot. So those of you who missed when we used to go through the plot of a movie beat by beat. Here we go. Here we go. Because full disclosure, Neither of us like this movie. Nope. There was not much to like about it. There certainly was not. If this is one of your favorite movies, if you're why? Of, why would this be one of your favorite movies? If you are one of the one thousand and seventy one people who rated this on IMDB and it aggregated to five point seven out of ten, which Oof. is way too high. Yes. Uh sorry. We're gonna trash uh, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I hate to add to the negativity that has become film criticism, but we need to talk about some problems with this movie. Yes, but constructive feedback, because do better. Just make Christmas better. Make Christmas movies good again. Yeah. So the, the thing is, like, I really like the premise of this movie. I feel like if you're going to, in 2021... This movie came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, within this era, if you're going to make a movie that addresses the, like, the, because I feel like it's a it's a thing with characters in these movies where they're like, oh, I need the perfect, insert this thing here. So, like, the perfect Christmas or, like, the perfect Christmas romance or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a character grow through that and they are very clearly addicted to romantic Christmas movies, why not put them in a Christmas movie where they can learn how shallow they are? (laughs) But that is not really how this went. Right. So we're introduced to Evie and Lacey. Yes. Not Evie. Eve. Eve. Because Christmas Eve. Right. In case you guys didn't pick up on that before I did. (laughs) 
Eve and Lacey. They are sisters. I don't know if they're supposed to be twins or not. Not really addressed. They kind of look similar, but they also don't. Mm -hmm. Don't really know why they had matching onesies when they transported to the Christmas village. Or why they slept in the same bed. Or why they slept in the same bed. Did they sleep in the same bed before they went to the Christmas village? I don't know. You don't see anything but the living room. You don't see anything but the living room. They... Yeah, Eve is obsessed with Christmas movies, but she's bad at Christmas cookies and decorating for Christmas, which doesn't make sense. I thought her tree looked fine. Right. But that's the joke. And uh, they meet a strange Santa. And Santa's While like, they're, hang on. While they're walking outside drinking cocoa that they bought somewhere in real mugs. I guess, because that's something you can do. And when they would drink from the mugs, which clearly did not have hot chocolate in it, because we all know hot chocolate shows up on mugs when you're drinking it. Their mugs were crystal clean. When they would lift up their coffee cups to drink out of it, giant sticker on the bottom of the coffee mug. Well, yeah, they had to return those mugs when they were finished, so they couldn't (laughs) put anything So they could add to their snow budget. Yeah. They, so Santa's like, all right, you can have your wish. Also, their power was cut off for some reason. Like their heat was broken. Yeah. Irrelevant part of the story. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was just to explain why they were sleeping in the living room, but they could have just fallen asleep there. I don't know. Right. Uh, And then they wake up in Holiday Falls, the most Christmassy Christmas town in existence. We know that that's Eve's wish. She wished for the like, perfect Christmas or something. Right. And then, but it we really don't doesn't know what Lacey's wish is. Yeah. So I know that a few times with these movies, we've basically said that they were one step away from a horror movie. For Lacey, this movie is a horror movie. <laughs> it really was. When you watch this movie and th- think about things from her perspective, horror movie. She is stalked by some strange guy who has way too much pep in his step. Uh, Yeah, an annoying voice and into decorating cards, handmade cards. And he's the owner of the bakery. So fun fact about this town, this is a shopping center, go figure, in somewhere in Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I didn't look up how far away that is from us because they did mentioned Solon, which I was thought was weird, but maybe right. there's Solon elsewhere in the world. A lot of the streets looked like Ohio, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of them did. It was very strange. So this was just a shopping center, but it was supposed to be a village, but it was very clearly just a bunch of shops surrounding a Christmas tree. Right. Yeah. I have a question, though. Yes. In the movie... Was this town real? We're, uh, we'll, we'll need to get to that at That's the end. That's a whole separate That's a issue. whole... Okay. We, the ending of this movie, I have lots of questions for. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact about this movie, apparently there's a real like Christmas village a couple miles from where they shot this movie. They didn't want to use that? They didn't want to do anything there, apparently. Okay. So that's fun. Maybe there's a good reason for it. I don't know. Maybe they spent too much money on snow and then they couldn't afford it. I I, I don't know. Uh, Eve and Lacey, they wake up in this strange house and this woman shows up and she's baking them waffles. And they just, she's like, I'm your gram-gram. And they instantly accept her as their gram-gram. After they taste her waffles. After they taste her waffles, which is not a euphemism for something. They legitimately eat eat her waffles. waffles. (laughs) Cinnamon waffles. Cinnamon waffles. And both of them, neither of them have have put syrup on the waffles. They eat them like monsters. Why? Who eats a waffle without syrup? Yeah. Crazy people. Yeah, which, I mean, if you're wishing to be in a Christmas movie, you might actually be crazy, so. Fair. So then Eve's whole thing is she has to save the Christmas festival from something. They didn't have enough money for it, or? I don't, or maybe she had to plan it originally, 
but then she had to save it from uh, discount Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't I really, really know follow. why, but she falls in love with the guy who's helping her plan it. But mm-hmm. then the big rock star who comes to the town also loves her. Yeah, he's uh was in all of her favorite Christmas movies. So that was also my confusion as to if this town was real or not. Because so basically this famous rock star who is in all of her favorite Christmas movies shows up in this town. But he's like not a rock star in no, the he's Christmas just in movies. Cr- right. And then he knows her and they're dating. Yeah. She just, uh, she does not consent to dating this guy. She just shows up in a middle of a relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. And he is a jerk. Yes. I like how a trope of these movies is that the girls meet the guy and the guy's kind of a jerk the first time they meet him. But then they realize that he's just putting on a facade to avoid being vulnerable with people but then really he is a jerk yeah well i mean like this guy is a jerk yeah but like most of the movies they're like oh like your girlfriend broke up with you on christmas i'm so sorry now i know i love you let's go make out like like that's typically how these movies go so that's eve's problem Lacey's problem is she has a stalker. Yes. She doesn't know why she's she in this town. She wakes up one morning to a card that he made outside of her bedroom window. Yeah, which at first it's not clear whether or not the card is on the inside or the outside of his window. Still terrifying. We, yeah, we could not come to an agreement which was more creepy, whether it would be inside or outside. Now... I will say that it's a little less creepy being on the outside, knowing that they were on the first floor. I thought they were on the second floor of this house, which would have been super weird. But how about how when she goes outside and there's multiple cards in the trees outside? Yeah. I want to know when this guy has time to do anything because... He seems to spend most of his time making cards for her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he bakes for dogs. Yes. Which we never got to see. So, yeah, this movie that was super disappointing. Loses many points for lack of dogs. Yes. <laughs> but I guess it gets some of those points back because he was baking for the animal shelter. True. But you didn't show me the dog, so I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know if he was baking for the dogs either or for the people who ran the shelter. No, it was he said dog treats. Oh, okay. With yeah. icing on them? I don't know. Yeah, this person, the people <laughs> who made this... Apparently he was trying have to kill dogs. Never, yeah. Apparently. Uh, the little girl was kind of annoying. Yeah, I found her not important to the story and didn't know why she was there. I don't know. She m- must have been like a niece of someone working on the movie. And they said, could you put my niece in this? And she said, "Uh, okay. (laughs) This little girl shows up. They see her in line waiting to take pictures with Santa, Lacey and Eve. And they just run up to her and start talking to her about what she wants for Christmas. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. And she... Oh, yeah. So this little girl's wish for Santa is that Santa will bring her dad back. And that's That's exactly how she words it. And we don't know if that means that her dad is dead and he needs brought back. We don't know if he... He left the family, you know, just went to go get milk one day and never came back. We don't know if he's traveling overseas for business and or military service. No context given. Mm -mm. So at the end of the movie, when she holds hands with the boss, which we need to talk about that in a second. One of the girls says, they both got their wish. And I'm thinking, was this man her father? Right. (laughs) And to clarify, this is a little white girl and this is a black man. And he's just, like, the town curmudgeon. Like, he just, like, leans out the window and tells people to be quiet. 
it doesn't make sense while he why he's there. I guess he's to be a, like the Scrooge type. I I don't know. But okay, so when Eve and Lacey arrive in Holiday Falls, they see an old-timey paperboy like running around yelling extra extra. 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 And then also just hands them a paper, but doesn't collect payment for it. Yeah, he's bad at his job. Yeah. And then the girl's, Eve's boss is there, also dressed up in old-timey clothes. Like, like... Yeah. yeah. It looks like the Scrooge. He was pulled off of the Scrooge, or like a Christmas Carol stage play. Mm -hmm. And he just walks through the crowd yelling, Bah Humbug. Meanwhile, the rest of the inhabitants look like they are out shopping like yesterday. And even if you're listening to this podcast like a year from now, like yesterday, like that's still going to be applicable. Mm-hmm. Some pe- These people are shopping sometime within the last two to five years. <laughs> and everybody wears Christmas colors in Holiday Falls. All the time. All the time. Why? I don't know. And like also Christmas like accessories, I guess. Like they had the headbands with the tree on top of them and like uh, Christmas sunglasses and whatnot. Yeah. I I feel like they sent out a casting call for extras and they mm-hmm. said, wear obscene Christmas attire. But then the main cast was exempt from this, even the people who are from Holiday Falls. <laughs> so that was a weird choice. Yes. Well, um, the boyfriend wear or the baker, he wears Christmas sweaters, I feel like, every time. But he had, like, a blue sweater on at some point, so it's not like he always yeah. had Christmas colors on. True. And the party, the festival planning guy, who's the kid from Disney's Smart House, by the way, as an adult, so you see where his career went. Uh, I mean, he probably makes more money than you or me or anybody, so... You know, good for him. Right. But uh, he also doesn't wear any Christmas stuff. Like the most Christmassy thing he wears is a is one of those air quote ugly Christmas sweaters with like the Beatles Abbey Road right. on it. It was weird. Uh, I I just remembered something else in the middle of that, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah and then so the concerts manager shows up who's like discount alicia silverstone and she takes over the festival planning and spends all the money on like an ugly tree and hot chocolate from somewhere yeah chantelles chantelles from like france or something yeah and yeah not much happens it beat it hits all the points. Mm-hmm. Eve decides to break up with the rock star for some reason. I don't really what motivated that. Because she fell in love with her party planner. Oh, we didn't talk about their party planner binders. Oh yeah. So Eve's like super type A and she bonds with Dustin, the other party planner, over his being type A, and they have a little joke about stealing each other's binders because they both put together a twelve step plan to plan the festival in a binder. Except she has 13 steps. He has 12. Because he's more efficient. That's what he says. And he does nothing to help. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He disappears for half the movie. Mm -hmm. He gets mad at her for breaking up with the rock star in a really weird scene where she, I don't really understand why that was motivated by that moment. But she breaks up with him and Dustin's there and is like, you're seeing this guy? And she's like, I mean, kind of. But wasn't Dustin kind of seeing Noelle? Yeah, I didn't really understand that dynamic because mm-hmm. she seemed very familiar with him. Mm-hmm. But we never saw them interact with each other no. when Eve wasn't there. And he didn't really. The only thing he ever said about her is you don't know no- Noelle like I do. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. Here's some context for when we talk about the ending. Also, Dustin and the baker, baker's name is Paul. They uh they have this like weird obsession with talking about how they left the city. Yeah. And it's always in these like Every, ambiguous yeah. like 
oh yeah, I just I didn't like city life. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's never really addressed because it's as if the entire world outside of Holiday Falls is just one massive yeah. like metropolis type right. place. <laughs> yeah. That was uh weird. <laughs> so I mean, and you can guess what happens. They save the festival. The rock star stays and does his song. Eve ends up with Dustin and uh, Lacey ends up with Paul. And uh, their Christmas wishes are fulfilled. They fulfill it and Santa's magic fires out of the clock. Which originally fired out of the wreath that was thrown in the garbage. Yeah. So Santa's magic apparently originates from objects <laughs> any <that> object <laughs> you would like <laughs> yeah at the beginning of the movie they throw this wreath away because it won't stay up on the wall no or, or it, it, it's broken it's broken like it's, like the power goes out or something yeah the power goes out so they throw the wreath away <laughs> and while they're sleeping santa's magic shoots <laughs> out of the wreath there's nothing you can't even imagine the scene you would just have to watch it yeah just it was ridiculous. So then at the end, instead of coming out of one of the literally dozens of wreaths that are in the area, it comes out of the clock. Right. I guess to signify going back in time. Maybe. Speaking of time, similar to Naughty and Nice, this is a movie where time does not exist, apparently. No. We find out halfway through the movie that the night that they left was Christmas Eve. And they did nothing that seemed like it was Christmas Eve. No. They hung up a wreath. Yeah. Like, show them wrapping presents or... And you would think that if this girl was so obsessed with Christmas, she would have put that wreath up Uh, a month ago. Right. Exactly. But when they arrive in Holiday Falls, Christmas is a week away. Mm -hmm. So they are imprisoned in this town for a whole week. Right. Right. And they couldn't leave and go back to the city? Okay, let's talk about this. So, at the end of the movie, they both, their wishes are fulfilled, Santa's magic shoots out of the clock, and they wake up on their couch where they had fallen asleep the night before and see that it's Christmas morning. And they both do the whole, I had a weird dream last night. I had a weird dream, too. What? And then Paul's in their kitchen making waffles. Right. And you wonder, and they, okay. How did Paul get in in their kitchen? Yeah. And Lacey's like, why are you here? And he said, well, I had a Christmas wish for Santa, too. The implication being that he somehow manifested himself out of this Christmas village into the real world right? where I guess he lives in their house. I don't really know (laughs) where he planned, how far his plans went. Right. Their relationship really moved to the next level. It really did. Is he going to sleep in the same bed with both of them? Because that seems to be something (laughs) that they're very comfortable with. Right. And then they're out walking around in the real world, mm-hmm. it looks noticeably different from Christmas Village. Mm-hmm. I guess this is, air quote, the city, which is not a city. It's It honestly looks like some of the nicer parts of Akron. <laughs> <laughs> and who shows up? But Dustin. Dustin. And he said, he says, I thought I would give civi- city living another chance. The implication of that conversation <laughs> being that <laughs> that he left Holiday Falls right. and just drove his way to the right. city and found them. <laughs> Which so they could have left Holiday Falls at any point? Yeah. So were they... Is Graham Graham really there? It, is Graham Graham... Are any of those people <laughs> real people? Right. Is Did there they just like leave little, Graham Graham and they never visit her? What's the little girl's name? Lemon? Lizzie? Lorraine, I don't something. It, <laughs> something. Is that little girl exist? Right. Did her dad really come back from the mill? Oh yeah, we never finished that. Her dad. Oh yeah. Uh, she holds hands with the black guy, right. the boss, mm-hmm. who's Scrooge, and the, and then her dad shows up, and it's like, oh, he was serving 
in right. the military. Right. Her dad's not the black guy. And why was the boss there? Was that not really her boss? Because it clearly was the same actor, but then why was he there? I and didn't then, even think about that. Nah. If if Holiday Falls is a real place, right. why did why did they why did the boss travel there to be screwed <laughs> for a week? So and was he also not confused about why he was going back in time? I, I don't know. The The <laughs> whole thing with the boss was weird because then she feels so compelled. Like she, there's like this weird side plot where Eve wants to become a designer for the magazine she works for, I guess. And she feels so confident from her dream of Holiday Falls that she bursts into the office on Christmas Day where conveniently her boss is working. Don't know if she knew that. And is like, I want to be a designer. Here's some work that I did. And he says, great. <laughs> I don't I don't know. No, it doesn't make a lick of sense. No. And if you think about the story from his point of view where he is the Scrooge and he's supposed to find Christmas magic, he does in Holiday Falls, but he doesn't in real life. So... I think the real question we need to be asking here is, is Dustin a real person? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Did he also get trapped in Holiday Falls as a wish and he wished himself out or did he just leave? (laughs) Did he just get in his car and drive away? I'm beginning to think (laughs) that we can just walk out the front door. Because at one point, Lacey goes to Santa and she's like, I want to leave. And Santa's like, is that what you wish? And then she looks at Paul and she says, no. But then, okay, so if Dustin just left, right. was Paul a real person the whole time? I don't know. Or did, did is there like a Pinocchio situation where <laughs> Paul wished himself to be a real boy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's real. I don't either. Did they die? Well, and then the weird thing, the, to make this weirder, Paul says, next Christmas, we should spend yeah. it in Holiday I Falls. Know, Paul- as if it's someplace <laughs> they could just drive to. I'm literally so confused by all I was on board with the entire premise of this movie <laughs> until, the until the end. And honestly, if they had just been like, if Dustin was like, yeah, I, I wished to be with you. Two, problem solved. Right. Holiday right. Falls is <laughs> right. not a real place. Right. But because Dustin said, <laughs> I just I just wanted to give City Living another chance. Right. Where did he come from? Where did he come from? <laughs> we don't know. Is there, it, I, is there like some kind of body swapping thing <laughs> happening? Is this like a Wonder Woman 84 situation where it's really some other guy, but Eve sees Dustin? I don't know. There, there are an infinite number of explanations, but none of them are satisfying. No, I'm going to tell everyone I know to watch this movie so that they can answer these questions for me. Oh, yeah. Instead of a dating question this week, I'm going to ask pe- yes. ask our Instagram followers, like, how is Holiday Falls a real place? Right. Th- I mean, that literally was going to be my dating question because, like, I don't even know how to pull dating advice from this movie. Oh, there's not. This movie is everything... This movie like enforces the stereotypes of Christmas movies that right. love will just fall into your lap. Right. And definitely everyone finds true love at Christmas time. Yeah. Also, how how's this for dating advice? Don't date two guys at the same time. Right. Right. Exactly. But to be fair, it wasn't really her fault. She just kind of was thrown into that. Yeah. But yes, don't date two people at the same time. Common so, sense there, people. Does this mean that we are in your dating corner now? Do we need to drive to the dating corner? Or do we need to wish ourselves there because it's a a fictional place? You definitely should wish yourself there. But I'll just drive there. Okay. All right. We'll see who gets there faster. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please ask our Instagram listeners. And Twitter. And Twitter. If Holiday Falls is a real place, I, I need to know. Oh, you know what? I can create a Twitter poll. Yes. I can create a poll on Instagram, Perfect. too. Perfect. This is great. This is what we're doing. This is... Uh, I can't sleep at night until I know if this was real or not. I mean, you slept just fine last night. No, I didn't. So, yeah. I was on board with everything in this movie until... Dustin, you just had to go and screw things up. You... Crazy. 
you holiday falls man dumb holiday falls man (laughs) and that brings us to the conclusion of a christmas movie christmas in the christmas season yes i think feel like we just kind of skipped over your dating corner i was trying to transition there did you want to talk about some stuff i mean you stole all my advice don't date two people at the same time um don't expect love to just fall on your lap. Also, like, actually have common interest in people. Like, I feel like, okay, Dustin and Eve, sure, they have their type A personalities. They love to plan. They got their binders. They have their binders. They love Christmas, whatever. Lacey and Paul, what do they have in common? He stalks her. Yeah, I think... Their chemistry. Okay, some some crazy person in the trivia on IMDb said pointed out that uh, Paul and Lacey are married in real life, right? And apparently they ma- got married after this movie, which is weird because they're both credited under the same last name. So that I don't know weird. how that happened. No. Uh, they also both wrote this movie under their name and were executive producers. Someone said that they had great chemistry. And not once during this movie no. did I say, wow, the chemistry from these two is off the charts. Right. No. I looked at them and I said, he has too much pep in his step. Yeah. She has no enthusiasm for anyone. Yes. Granted, she did learn her lesson to open herself up to other people. Right. But does that mean falling in love with the first guy who teaches you that? Right. Maybe not. Right. She clearly didn't love baking or Christmas or positive energy yeah in fact i don't know who Lacey is no i know more about paul than i do her exactly and she was one of the main characters right in fact i think at one point she asked like why am i here and i said yeah why Why? are you here (laughs) right exactly is this like a twin situation like where they have to be together i know so uh yeah don't don't look to this movie for how to date because this like at the end of this movie it enforces the stereotypes of finding perfect love at Christmas time right I mean most of these movies do with people that you have nothing in common with yeah other than that Christmas time infatuation yep it's a real chemical I would say that it had something to do with the snow falling but as we talked about this <laughs> there movie, there was no snow falling. There was no snow falling. At Even at the end, they raining. had like weird CGI snow mm-hmm. that I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are trying to ask a girl out, don't send her a million cards. Right. And if a guy does do that, run. I don't care if he's an award winning card maker. Don't. Right. No. Maybe one card. One card. You get one card. Yeah. And then once you're on a date with them or you've seen them a couple times, maybe then. Also, don't draw a picture of them sleeping. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. At least she acknowledges how stalkery he is in this. Right. But, like, that should have been the biggest red flag in the world, he drew a picture of her sleeping that he saw of her through the window yeah. and put it in the card. Mm, not okay. Not okay. I don't even feel like that's okay now and we've been together for such right. a long time. Right. I feel like I feel like she fell in love with him because of Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, for sure. Because her sister is off doing her own thing in Holiday right. Falls and she said, what am I going to do? Right. Hook up with this guy. Right. So... I don't know. That was uh, of all the Christmas movies to take dating advice from. This one should be at the bottom of the list. Right. And uh, yeah. So that's what we have to say about dating. And I guess that wraps up officially our Christmas season. We will be back. At the beginning of the year, because we're not taking a break with, I don't know, I have a chart somewhere, or a list of movies that we're going to talk about. It'll be a surprise. I think I know what it is, but I don't want to make any announcements, because uh, the last time we did that, it didn't work out. 
I'll so. have to tune in next time to find out what it is. Yeah, I'll have to tune in next time. We're gonna get I know for a fact that we're gonna get back into some schlocky uh B movies, horror movies, whatever you want to call them, bad movies if you really think that. And uh we'll uh start taking them a little bit more seriously. I don't know. I I feel bad that whenever we talk about Christmas movies, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this was stupid. No, and then because we need to make a PSA for everyone to make better Christmas movies. Maybe we should, like, find better Christmas movies next year, and then we can defend well, those I think that we people should, think are bad. We should discuss those, like, the While You Were Sleeping ones. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. We'll figure that out. Um, do you have anything that you want to add? Because I guess I'll just wrap us up then. I would like everyone to head over into uh, Journey into Film. Dot com. And dot com. No, that's not even true. I want them to go to Tee Public and buy themselves a Journey into Film shirt for all their loved ones at Christmas. So if you need a last minute Christmas gift, definitely hop over to the store. We have an awesome new Krampus shirt. We also have our... Uh, Christmas shirt from last year and we have a super cool bad movie date night shirt so go check it out buy it for yourself buy it for someone you love they're super comfortable so if you don't even care about our podcast but just like comfy clothes go buy one well I was going to talk about all that here in just a minute but also this episode is coming out after Christmas I know so last minute like oops I forgot it was Christmas Oh, I forgot that Christmas was three days ago, so yeah. I better buy a Christmas gift. Yeah. Actually, real talk, yeah. I'm wearing one of the Tee Public, uh, one of our Christmas shirts right now. It is super comfy. They're pretty great. I kind of want to say I don't feel like I'm wearing anything, but I mean, that's not <laughs> entirely true, but right. it's so light and it's so soft and, you know. It's nice I shirt. Just, it's, uh, it's a good shirt. Even if you don't buy one for our podcast or our site, like, you kind of deserve to own a T public shirt. <laughs> I buy I, one for a white elephant gift exchange and yeah. someone will be happy. They'll say, I don't know what bad movie date night is, but the, the shirt, shirt is, is super comfy. Yes. <sighs> Thank you for listening. As always, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button in Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, because we don't want you to miss out on an episode. We love telling people about movies that they should try, and we love defending movies that people think are poop. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Journey Into Film. Head over there and vote in our polls or check out the things that we post. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to Tee Public and check out some sweet t-shirts. Links are available in the show notes. And as always... Never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Three days ago. <laughs> <laughs>